Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? How are we doing today? More importantly, how are you doing today? Lovely, as always. Lovely to hear it. So happy that you're doing so well. I hope. Um, So I'm recording this episode when we were supposed to be in Israel. Um, For those of you who don't know, my wife and I, plus a lot of family members, actually had a trip lined up to go out to Israel. And then war started. (laughs) legitimately war started um uh gaza bombed israel that happened obviously when this comes out this is gonna be like mid-november but we were supposed to go a week before the the fight a week after the fighting started we were supposed to go it was really a weird just kind of like wow um i guess we're not going there so um i don't know what the resolution of all that situation will be by the time this comes out but this is where we would be in right now it would be wouldn't have been out there so you're anyway, um, I want to talk today about something, an incident that happened to me and what I was called. And it was fantastic. Um, I've told a couple of people about it. It's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> so I was with, <clears throat> I was talking to a newer Christian. Um, and I say newer Christian, um, I, I believe he is a Christian. I, I believe, you know, I, I don't know, but I believe he is. And and we were talking about how, and I and I've known this guy for a, you know a couple of years now, a few years now. Not like like intimately known him, like he's not one of my best friends, but I've known of him. We have a lot of overlapping friend bases. Um, and again, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, this isn't a negative to him. Um, but we were we were we were at a dinner. I mean, he was sitting next to me and he was just kind of asking me about my lifestyle. Um, you know, he was like, Hey, so you don't, yeah, you, you don't, you don't drink anymore. And I said, Nope. And he says, you don't do like, you know, like any kind of stuff anymore. And I was like, Nope. Cause we were just talking about like movies. And I said, you know, like, yeah, I don't any, any movie with an R rating, I won't watch it. I won't watch anything with an R rating and I won't watch anything no matter what the rating is, if I think it has like a strong sexual content or it has like just things that I know I don't want to deal with. Um, like I said, like it'd be a PG 13, but there's a lot of like just innuendo or a lot of just girls and big, you know what I mean? Like just a lot of things that I'm like, just because it's PG 13 doesn't mean it's good. Let's just put it that way. All right. Um, you know, R rated movies, we just, Sean and I kind of made a, a, a line in the sand and said, we're not going to watch anything above an R. Because normally that's going to be language violence, a lot of things. It's like, well, we just don't need to watch that. That's not moving us towards the goal. And then when it comes to other movies, I'm like, I don't want to watch anything with any kind of, you know, nudity or sexual connotation. Like, I'm really sensitive to those things, so I stay away from them. And we're having that conversation. Uh, I was having that conversation with him, and so he was asking, "It's like you don't do like none of that stuff." I'm like, "Nope, nope, none of it." And then he made the most amazing statement. And he was trying to be polite. He's like, don't take this the wrong way. He's like, he's like, you just seem so Ned Flander-ish. 
He basically called me Ned Flanders. And if you don't know who that is, that is the character from the Simpsons episode who was the religious, goofy, nerdy, dorky character on the Simpsons. That was Ned Flanders. Um, and <laughs> I was like, what a compliment. Um, I know it doesn't seem that way, but like, what a compliment. Like, if you only knew, dude, if you only knew the life I lived, if you only knew what I was like before God came into my life with, with, with surrender. And so we always talk about like, when you get saved, you're a new creation. When you, when you get, um, filled with the Holy spirit, you know, you should look different and it's not always an overnight success. You know, it's not always like, Hey dude, like on Monday I was a heathen on two Monday night. I got saved and Tuesday I'm totally different for some people. It totally works that way for some people. It is a, a flip of the switch and they are just different. And we all are spiritually, but again, a lot of us, you know, like the Chuck Miserism I always really appreciated was you got to catch a fish before you clean it. And that's like all of us we will become Christians we will become saved. But do we change our behavior? Like, do we, do we start turning away from the things of the world? And so the fact that this person was looking at me and my lifestyle and it was Ned Flanders-ish, I thought was amazing because I look different. Like we're supposed to look different. Like Christians are supposed to look different. We are in this world, not of it. You know, we are not supposed to look like this world. And it, and so we were having, I was having this conversation with this guy. And, and, and so I asked him a simple question and I'm like, the, 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 instead of asking me why I don't do any of the things you do, ask yourself why you think you need to do all the things. Like, why do you need to drink? Why do you need to watch R-rated movies? Why do you need to do this? Now, again, if you're watching R-rated movies or anything like that, that is your decision. This is not a salvation issue. Um, but what I, I, the point I was trying to make with him was why, is, why do those things have such draw? Why does your flesh desire that? You know, and specifically like when I come to alcohol, like, you know, why is it that you think having fun includes drinking? And, it, and, it, and, and again, not, not to knock this dude, but it does. And I can say for a long, and the reason why I say that is because for, I, and if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say it a thousand times ad nauseum, but I'll say it again, is that I spent much of my Christian life with the once saved, always saved theory. So there, I gave a green light to a lot of bad behavior because I didn't think it mattered. You know, I didn't think it mattered. Drinking is one of them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a problem with drinking. Like, I, I don't think there's a sin to drink. I don't. I, I honestly don't. But I know that I want my life to look different. I know that I want my life to, to be different. And for me, that means not having alcohol because I don't want there ever to be a reason where my behavior is a green light for someone else's behavior. Now, like if you go all through, you know, Romans 14 and 15, we're supposed to suffer with those who are, you know, uh, not there yet people who, you know, and some people have a hard time with, with alcohol and they're really, you know, and it, and it, it's a problem, but I, I think, so I, I always say it's like alcohol to me is not a sin. However, I will not put something, why flirt with something that could possibly lead me astray? Like what good comes from alcohol? Someone can just label that like what good comes from alcohol and what potential bad comes from alcohol. If you can have a glass of wine at dinner, dude, go for it. I don't have a problem with you. You know what I mean? If you can have a drink, I, I, go for it. 
I don't know why you're putting spirits into your body. I don't know why you're <clears throat> inviting it. Like, you know, I, I think the, um, what's his name? The, the pastor, uh, pastor Landon shot, who's a mercy culture out here in Fort Worth, which is a, a fantastic ministry. But he said the simple solution. He's like, what leaders do in moderation, others do to excess. And I think I've said that before on this. And I think that's totally true. I think if you're a leader and you are doing something, even though it's in moderation, it is a green light for others to do it who don't have moderation. And that would be drinking. Like first and foremost, drinking, right? Smoking, um, any of these things, you know what I mean? Like if you like to do those things, again, there's nothing wrong with uh, smoking, obviously, is it, you know, like cigars, whatever. Um, if you like to do something that is not, a, you know, <clears throat> now, it, I, I, I used to fight back on this because I'm like, I can't be responsible for someone else's bad decisions. I used to always, that was my justification. I'm like, I can have a drink and I'm not drinking to excess. But that wasn't 100% true all the time. <clears throat> It wasn't 100% true all the time. Like, you know, I would be on the golf course and I would have too many. But I thought I was on a golf course, so I had like four hours to, to recover from it. So it wasn't a big deal. But it didn't matter. It was the, it was, it was the, I wasn't honoring my call. I wasn't being a, a good witness. I wasn't. I mean, for a lot of things, I wasn't being a good witness. But even when I thought my alcohol consumption was under control, it wasn't being a good witness because it was green lighting all the people that were with me that this is what a Christian does. This is how a Christian behaves. A little loosey-goosey, whatever. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't speaking unruly. I wasn't cussing. I wasn't doing all those other things. But my behavior was very worldly. And like, we're not meant to look like the world. We're meant to look different. We're meant to behave different. We're meant to act different. And that doesn't mean like, oh, woe is me. I'm like, dude, I, so kind of roundabout to that story of the, the, the gentleman I was having dinner with, it was a, it bummed me out slightly because he, he didn't see me as having any fun. And I'm like, I, I, I was trying to explain, I'm like, I've never had more fun. My life has never had more meaning. My, my, my time spent doing these things has never been more enjoyable. Like my life has never been better than it is now. And it's all without the things that you think are so dear. I, I, I love going out with friends of ours that uh, they're not drinkers. Well, obviously uh, none of our friends are drinkers, so it makes it very easy, but there is, you can't quantify how, how amazing it is to be around people of like-minded faith that are moving forward. And that's what I try to explain to them. I'm like, and so I asked this question in that conversation, I, you know, cause obviously, you know, he's like, man, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, which is fair. You know, it's fair. It's fair. I don't love it, but it's fair. Like I, I get it because I was not there. There were a lot of things in the world that I thought, man, that's, it's, that's my fun. And if I'm not having that fun, then what fun am I having? Like, I, I don't see anything else as fun, which is an un, this is a perspective. I think, um, when you don't, when you're not spending time in the, in the Lord and you're not around people that are equally yoked, that is, I think personally, the perspective, like it doesn't look fun, which is a really bummer part like that. Christians don't do a, a good enough job of showing the joy of the Lord. Like I I'm happy all the time. I think, I think I feel like I am 99% of the time. I'm super happy. 
Um, you know, uh, and if I'm not, it's because show asked me to clean something around the house that I didn't want to clean. <laughs> that probably really needs to be cleaned, um, but I haven't done it. So, you know, uh, I, 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 it, it's so crazy that the world doesn't see us the way that we ought to be living. You know, and I'm, and I, I literally look at the, the, the Christian church. I look at Christians and how they're behaving. Either one, they're behaving just like the world. So what is the, what is the draw of giving up stuff? If you look, just, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> how am I phrasing this? Um, the thought of like, we should look different. We should act different. We should behave different, but that should be a enticement. It should be a awesome thing. It should be desirable. The world should see us and be like, whoa, what is going on over there? I got to get me some of that. And I think a lot of that comes with the joy of the Lord. I think people look at Christians as not fun, or they look at us as, you know, condescending or hypocritical or judgmental. And, and a lot of times, dude, they're right, man. I hate to say it. We miss it a lot. We're people. Christians are people. And I'm saying the collective, we, we miss it, dude. We totally miss it, man. We miss opportunities to bless instead of curse. We miss opportunities to call up instead of call out. There's a ton of infighting in the church. There's, you know, we do a lot of things poorly. Like, you know, truth be told, we do a lot of things poorly. Um, and the world reflects that. Like the world is reflecting what a weak body of Christ looks like. Why there's so much going on that, that are just ridiculousness is because we, we are a, we, we, we don't stand up. We, we care more about someone's feelings than the truth. We care more about not offending someone than, than smacking them in the face with gospel. In love, clearly not like a fist, but in love, but saying things in love and in truth, we, we don't do that. We, we cower down. We, we, we don't stand. We don't let our faith walk in front of us. You know, we don't let it introduce ourselves. We, we think if we're quiet and don't ripple any feathers or whatever, that life's going to be easier for us. And it's not, it buries us. It, it crushes us and it makes us weak Christians. I, you know, and I've, I'm as guilty as anybody in the past of this, you know, even their presence. Sometimes I still feel awkward. Sometimes I just don't, I, 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 it, it's a reality that we live with. Like, you know, I'm not a perfect completed work. <laughs> but I, I love being able to talk about my faith openly and with confidence in what it's done for me. I do appreciate those opportunities and professionally. I do it. I, you know, I wear my faith on my, on my shirts. When I go into meetings and I go into other, other things, I want people to know what I'm about. And if that's a problem, then that's a, that's a good problem to have because I don't want there to be a confusion with me as something else. You know, and so I want to behave in excellence. I want to act in excellence. I want to work in excellence. I want to operate in excellence, not because I'm excellent, but because it honors the one who is like, I do my best to behave properly. You know, again, it's the Lord's name in vain. Like we are armor bearers. We are shield bearers, but not armor bearers. What is that called? When you represent, we're representatives of him. I'm thinking like the ancient times when someone would go and I'm speaking on behalf of such and such Lord, da, 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 da. but we are representing him. And so we cannot take his character in vain. 
It's not a swear word. It's a, it's a character. Do we, are we representing him? And obviously we'll all fall short of that, clearly. But that doesn't mean it's not our goal. Our goal is to be Christ-like. All right, so what was Christ like? I mean, I love it when people throw stuff around and have no idea what they're talking about, but it sounds kind of good. Like the favorite one I hear all the time is Jesus hung out with the tax collectors and the prostitutes. And people use that as a green light to behave like tax collectors and prostitutes. <laughs> Dude, I heard, okay, so this is going to sound crazy. If you guys don't listen to secular music, I don't either, but I was out. There's a dude called Jelly Roll. I don't know who this dude is. He's like a, a singer, country music, a fat singer, dude. Just dudes all about gluttony. And I'm not calling him fat. Like, 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 like he's just morbidly obese. Okay. His name is Jelly Roll. And he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. And so occasionally Joe Rogan clips show up on my, on my, um, my feeds when I'm doing certain things. And I just saw this and he was just talking about like how he was just anti the church. And, you know, how he thought the church was hypocritical. Um, <clears throat> and in some ways, he's, he was totally right, which is a bummer. Like, but then he was talking about how Jesus, and he uses this classic phrase, like, Jesus hung out with tax and prostitutes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, he had dinner with, he ministered to. He did not go into brothels. He was not engaging. He was not robbing people like tax collectors were. And he was not having adulterous relationships like prostitutes were. He ministered to them. He called them up higher. I mean, the woman that was drug out, that was caught in the middle of adultery, go and sin no more. You know, he got, he got Matthew to stop being in Texas. Follow me, lay down your wealth and come follow me. Like people forget that part. He wasn't encouraging their behavior. He was ministering to them because they're the lost. But this world takes that as a, well, if Jesus was here now, he'd be in strip clubs. No, he would not. <laughs> no, he would not. No, he would not. He would not be in strip clubs. He would not be in drug dens. He would not be in these places. And if he was in those places, he'd be ministering. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? He wouldn't be going in there, uh, getting bottles at a club. He'd be speaking life into those people. He'd be healing those people. You know, he'd be walking into a drug den and pulling someone out like the cripple at the, at that weird well, um, you know, healing them, grab your mat, come walk with me, you know, not with me, but you know what I mean? Like we, we, we have this idea of, of this accepting Jesus that accepts everyone. No, he loves everyone. He does not accept your behavior. Like people forget Jesus was ruthless when it came to preaching the gospel. He did not dumb it down for anybody. He put it on a level that no one could attain. It's like murder is one thing, but if you have murder in your heart, you're guilty of murder. If you have lust in your heart, you're guilty of adultery. If you have any, like, it's a heart posture, which is a much more difficult standard. But that's what we're called to. But we have this idea of that being friendly, like, oh, if I'm just nice to people, yeah, that's good, dude. But like, you know, heathens are nice. You know what I mean? Nice will lead you right to hell. Like, like nice will take you to hell. Nice with no faith, nice with no Holy Spirit, nice with no gospel, nice with no Jesus. That's all a really wide road to hell that we're comfortable to let people go down. Well, at least I was polite. I wasn't disruptive. I wasn't any of this. We're not called to be obnoxious. 
but we are called to be honest. We're called to more, you know? And like, so the world sees me as Ned Flanders, <laughs> which I still think is amazing, but I love that. I wear it as a badge of honor, you know, that my life looks so different. It's a bummer that you think it looks boring because I'm having the most fun. I'm going where I'm doing anything. I'm like, how do you see me as boring? I'm like, and it's crazy that removing R-rated movies, alcohol, pornography, and things like that from your life, it's considered boring. You know, those are the things that like, I'm like, wow, you know, like, but I've been there. I've been there. So I understand it. And, and like I always, I, I, I look back and analytically think of like, what would have changed in me during my season? What would have changed? What would have changed me? I guess. And, and nothing anyone would have said. It goes back to the one simple thing. And it's what I asked him. I said, how often are you in the word a week? Simple question I ask people. How often are you in the word? How often are you spending alone time with Jesus? Like, does he get five minutes? And he, and he looked at me and he's like, Ugh. It's like, so none, none. He gets none of your time. I'm like, and again, don't take this the wrong way, but you, you, I, I said it this way. I'm like, oh, you find plenty of time to engage in all the things that you enjoy, but somehow you can't find five minutes to give to your savior, your Lord. I'm like, start there. I'm like, I don't need you to live like I lived. I don't need you to put everything away and, and, you know, whatever. I don't, that's not the whole point of this. The point is getting closer to him. And when you get closer to him, these things fall off. I didn't quit drinking because I just felt like I wanted to quit drinking. I quit drinking because it doesn't honor him. I didn't quit watching our movies because whatever. It's like, no, they don't honor him. They don't bring me closer to him. They might not be a sin, but they're definitely not beneficial. You know, like Paul says, I can do anything. I have freedom. I have freedom to do all things, but not all good things are beneficial. That is this. And that was my whole point. I'm like, dude, the closer you get to him, the more of these things, it grieves the Holy Spirit and you just don't want to do it. Like you'll get those Holy Spirit checks. Like, golly, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this environment. I don't want to be looking at this stuff. And that's how I feel. Like I'll be in environments. Where I'm like, I don't want to be here. There's a lot going on here that I just, I'm not comfortable with. And so if that makes me a nerd, if it makes me a Ned Flanners, then fine, call me that. But I'm not going to jeopardize what I've worked so hard for to honor the Lord, get close to him over perceptions. And I don't want to be in a place that has the perceptions of like, why would I be here? You know, like I, I had one recently where it was like, we were just in a, we're in a um, event and there was just a lot of drinking going on at the event. And it was just, you know, like there were some drunk people acting all silly and I was just like, God, I don't want to, I, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be around this. I don't want to be around this because I don't want to be confused with this environment. Like I'm not like, you know what I mean? Clearly not. We're sober. We're happy. We're doing our own things. But like, I, I don't even want to be in a place where it's like, why would you be here? You know, why would you, you don't need to be here. There's no value of it being, you know, and there's a lot of that. I, I feel, I feel like that a lot. Um, but I, I, we can't live a secluded life or we're never out in the world. We can't live in the mountaintop. You know what I mean? The mountain of transfiguration. We can't live there. We have to live in the place that the Lord's called us to, 
but we have to walk it out with authority and, and unashamed of what he's done in our life. And I love the fact that I look different. You know, I love the fact that my life is different. And it all is because I am closer to him. It's all because I spend time with him. And when I don't spend time in the word, man, I start looking like the world. Like it's a one-to-one ratio. I talk about it all the time. Like the time I spend with him is time that I don't look like the world. And if I'm not spending time with him, oh my gosh, fleshly desires. You know what I mean? Oh, I want to just chill and watch TV or I just want to, you know, eat crap food. I want to bubble it all. My flesh starts getting stronger when I put distance between myself and him. And so I, there was no solution. I, I go back to it. It was the Holy Spirit working on me, but man, I had to start getting into the word. That's always the answer. It's, we make it really difficult, but it's always the answer. Spending time with him in prayer and spending time in the word. Those things changed me. They changed my thought on my faith. They made me confront things that I had misunderstood or I had believed improperly. I had to go back and like, like do this for myself. And once I did, man, it changed. Once my faith got personal, my relationship got personal, and not just a corporate box I check, or I go to church and whatever, I'm a good person according to my own standards. The book of Judges, I do was right in my own eyes. <clears throat> That's what changed. And it's been significant. Um, you know, and so I hope I look like Ned Flanders to the entire world. But then I think about the show, The Simpsons, like Ned Flanders was the only one not at the bar. He was the only one with a family that had kids that were happy and healthy, a relationship that was lovely. You know what I mean? Like we talk about him like he's a negative, but he was like, like, like he had a good life. You know, he was the only one that kind of reached out to Bart. I remember the episode where he like made Bart a hot chocolate. (laughs) If you're a Simpsons fan, you know what I'm talking about. And just, he lived differently, you know? And again, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge Simpsons fan to know the exact episode, everything else. He was always dork, Oakley Doakley. He was always a dork and a nerd. And that's how it was portrayed. But like, I'm fine with that. You know, if you think me walking this walk is dorky or nerdy, then that's you just not understanding what, what the joy of the Lord is. But I've got it. And I, I'm so thankful I have it. I'm so thankful that I, I get to, to worship him and pray and wake up every day thanking the Lord for what he's doing and what he's, what he's done and what he's doing. And I hope I look like this to everybody. I hope when people hear about me, they question it. Like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. But I wouldn't want to live any other way. Like, I wouldn't want to live any other way. Like, and there's still things that I still, I want to go further. Like, I'm not even there yet. As a, as a man, as a husband, as a friend, as so many things, as a business owner. I mean, there's so many layers and levels above me that I haven't even scratched the surface yet of what the Lord wants to do in my life. And that's the, that's the coolest part is like, all right, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in. What do you need me to say yes to? Like what obedience am I, am I lacking? Like, where is it? Point it out, call it out, prune me. It's a tough thing to ask for, but man, it comes harsh too. Cause like you want to get pruned until you, the, the snippers come out and you're like, oh my gosh, that hurts. But I need it. I need to be pruned. I need more. I need more. I can't be just 
satisfied where I'm at. It's, it's when you see other people like, dude, they're just like on fire. You see them doing these things. You're like, Oh, bless them, dude. That's awesome. Look what the Lord's doing for them. The Lord can do things for us. The Lord can do things for you. He's not a respecter of persons. You know, if you want to be on fire and you desire him, he will do it for those who knock, <laughs> you know, for those who knock, he's there. You got to want it. And, and that obedience, that submission, that Lord, I'm in, I'm in whatever you want to do. I'm in whatever I'm holding on to in my world. I need to let go of. I'm in. I, I, you know, that's, ah, oh, I just am so excited for what he's going to do, but yeah, it was such a fun compliment being called Ned Flanders. <laughs> I wish you guys had been there in the conversation. You would have left because you're like, he's like really applied about it. It's like, I don't want to be rude, but dude, your life sounds such like a Ned Flanders life. And I'm like, oh, if you only knew, if you only knew the things that you're holding on to so tightly are the things that are keeping you from, from, from being in intimacy with the, with the heavenly father, you know, but I, I pray for that dude. I, I really do. I, he's on my prayer list of things I pray about who I hope that, you know, he, he finds out, he's going to have to find out on his own. He's going to have to organically get into the word and get into his prayer time. And as he does, man, I know these things fall off. I know these things fall off. It's, 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 I mean, maybe they don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't for him. I don't know. I, I hope they do. I hope he sees the, what, what living a life truly dedicated to what the Lord has for you looks like. It looks like sacrifice. It looks like sacrificing your flesh. I have to die to my flesh every single day, every single hour. I have to die to my flesh. But I'm, I, I, but I love that because not dying to my flesh means engaging in what? What, what, what benefit is that? Overeating? No, thank you. Watching pornography? Heck no. Just go cheat on my wife. That's what you want me to do. Just go cheat on my wife. Uh, no, thank you, Satan. You want me to? Watch crap? No. You want me to put drugs in my body? No. Want me to put alcohol in my body? No. Like that's what the flesh wants to do. Be lazy and just sit around and do nothing all day? No. I mean, that's like, isn't that amazing? Like that's the option. We don't say it that hard. It's not that black and white. That's that's really like, all right. Not going after him means like, oh, I'll just start doing all these other things that my 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 flesh loves. Like, no way. Yuck. Not today, not tomorrow, not next week. Like I, I, that's a, ah, man, I can't envision going back to that lifestyle and having it be okay. So any hoosers, um, I hope you guys are all Ned Flanders. I hope you're hearing this. I hope you desire to live a separate life, a life that looks different, a life that honors him, a life worthy of being called a Christian. You know, like I, I, I want to look different. I want to act different. I want to be different. I want people to see me and they want, I want them to see the Holy Spirit in me. That's what I want. And, and, and I want that authenticness and cause I want to be everywhere I'm at. The Holy Spirit's right there with me like on the front of my mind. Like, all right, Lord, you know, like I want that pray without ceasing. That's my desire is to be in his perfect will and obedience. I know I'll never be there, but that's the beauty. Like I'll, I, I get to go for it and go after it. And so do you. Every one of you gets to do that. If we so choose, if we so choose, it's sometimes it looks clunky. Sometimes we make mistakes, but man, the Lord honors our heart when we're going after it, when we're really truly seeking after him. And it gets better and better and better. 
And I'm excited for what that better and better is. Oh, love it. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Hopefully everything is good in Israel. All right. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs>